Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, good morning, church, and welcome to our brand new series, Till You Can't. Let's go. I want to say a big good morning to everybody that made it out here today, uh, as well to everyone watching at the Joshua House, Ruth and Naomi's, Westminster Ladies. Um, who am I missing? Wagner Hills is joining us live as well. Can we give them a big shout out? And of course, everybody online. Awesome. So yes, this is a relationship series, and I know what you might be thinking. Well, I'm not in a relationship. I'll tell you what. Um, if you have a friend, you're in a relationship. If you don't have a friend, you do now, okay? I'll be your friend, and you always got Jesus, all right? Um, but it's a relationship series about making the most out of the time that is given to us. Um, I'm just going to read uh, to you the, some of the lines from the song that we just heard. It's a, a cover song by Cody Johnson, and it says, So take that phone call from your mama. Come on, some of you need to call your mama. And just talk away because you never know how bad you want to until you can't someday. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Coach Cat. Uh, don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow may never say, say, may never show, say you're sorry. Say I love you because, man, you never know, right? Uh, this hit me the hardest because in, uh, in June 22nd of 2023, my mom went to be with the Lord. 65, you know, she's not sad. I mean, she's worshiping with God up in heaven right now. Uh, but she passed away due to cancer. Our mom went to be with the Lord. And thank you. I'm going to need that. Um, my brother Gideon is uh, somewhere in the house here today too. And uh, he reminded me of one of the last posts, actually the last post my mom shared on social media on her Facebook page. And there's no way I'm going to be able to read it. So I asked if uh, Pastor Shar would read it here. I'll pull it out for you. Then if I can't, then I'll just nominate one of you. <laughs> All right. So this is what mom had posted. She said, Jesus said in my heart, I want you to write letters to those that you have had odds with in life and ask them to forgive you. That was hard. So I did that and I received some letters back. 30-year-old problems have been forgiven. I said, Lord, but there are many more I can think of. And he said, put this in a blog and I'll make sure that those who need to see it will. So I have now. So if someone is out there that should receive a letter of apology from me, please accept my humble request for whatever I have done in life that has caused you any pain or suffering. I'm so sorry, Pamela. Uh, that's a picture of my mom in the middle. Uh, James actually in the middle below my mom. <laughs> and the rest, James is a part of our family. And uh, that's, yeah, that's our whole family. My dad on, on my left, your right, my old, uh, my older. I'm the oldest. Then there's Joel, then there's Gideon. And well, I won't go through the whole family, but that's us. This is us. James 4.14 says this, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears 
for a little time, but then vanishes. We never know how much time we're going to have with our loved ones, those that we love. So what will you do with the time that you've been given? I hope you'll make the most out of it. I hope you won't let the busyness of life or maybe things like unforgiveness rob you of it. You know, healthy relationships, uh, they can make us feel so rich, can't they? But unhealthy relationships can make us feel poor or even become sick. And I, and I want us for a moment just to think if we were to put the quality time of our relationships on the stock market right now, do you think they're going up or are they going down? Something to consider. And, you know, just like we'll go to a doctor to assess uh, the health of our heart, we go to God's word. We go to the scripture for the best prescription. Isn't that right? If you brought your Bibles with you, would you just raise them up right now? Come on, this is God's word. It is true. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. We'll get into that. And it reveals things inside of our heart, things maybe we need to work on, things that we really like and some things that we don't like. But either way, God has a purpose and he has a plan for us. And just like you heard in the song, his plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and give you a future. You know, the Bible, what I love about it, it's, it's, it's the best book on relationships. It's all about relationships. It's about our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And what I love about it, it's full of imperfect people that didn't always get it right in their relationship. So it gives us hope. <laughs> and yet God used them. It covers uh, both the hurts and it covers healing. It's a, also a record of, of how time is spent or should be spent when it comes to our relationship. The beautiful thing about God's word is it helps us align our attitudes and it also helps us discover a, a refinement if things are out of line. It is Hebrews 4.12 that says, for God's word is alive and active. Someone say alive. Someone say active. Come on. It is sharper than any double-edged sword and it penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Say heart. Wonderful. So today I'd like to study uh, Ephesians 6 with you, if I could. Ephesians 6 is where we're going to be studying this. Is Paul is talking to the church in, in Ephesus. And guess what? The church wasn't perfect. The church had all kinds of messes. And we embrace mess in this church. You know, here at College Street, we work really hard to make it a place that you can know that you matter. Because God says you matter. And you're his favorite. And you know what? Here at this church, we also believe that people are more important than programs. Come on. But I'm going to read to you um, verses 1 to 9 of Ephesians 6. So if you brought your Bibles, you can read along with me. And it says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Why do we do it? Because it's right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy, check this out, long life on earth. Just turn the page. Fathers, how many dads in the house? How many fathers? Spiritual fathers, come on. Maybe you got some kids, maybe your kids are grown up already. Listen up, dads. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in training and instruction of the Lord. And then I'm going to jump over here to the message version. 
because it does say slaves and masters. I hope nobody feels like they're a slave. <laughs> that was a joke. It says here in the message, the servants respectfully obey your earthly masters, but always with an eye to obeying the real master, Christ. Don't just do what you have to do to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants, doing what God wants you to do. And I love this. And work with a smile on your face. Always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be given the orders, you're really serving God. Praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, And masters, treat your, treat your slaves the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Come on. Wow. Tell you what. I'd like to start in um, verses 2 and 3 here of Ephesians 6. I'll read it again. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Have things been going well with you? One person, I heard a little, yep, it's okay. If things are going well with you, praise God. You know, could things be a little bit better for you? Yes or no? Have you been enjoying life? Yes. Me too. Even though there's highs and lows and valleys, I'm enjoying life. You know, and you can always find victory in the valley. But you know that I think there's something inside of us that feels that, you know, that there, there's this life that we are to live that is more abundantly. That you could be having a little more fun. You could be enjoying life a little bit more. And maybe, just maybe, according to the scripture here, that there might be a connection to whether or not we're enjoying life and we're going to live a long life in how we treat others and whether or not we honor. And maybe there's a connection to whether we're enjoying life or not enjoying life right now, depending on whether maybe there's a lack of honor in our life. I would say in, the, in, the, in society nowadays, there's definitely a lack of honor. Would you agree with me? Yes or no? Wow. There's definitely been that. But, but we're the church, we're God's plan A, and we're supposed to, to reflect the characters of Christ. No one honored greater than Jesus himself. And we are to honor him. So here's the first thing. You know, the, the thing is, the clock ticks and reality grips. Somebody can use that in, the, in, a, in a song. But the first point I wanna talk about is that honor will increase our hours. Honor will increase, it's right there in the scripture. It'll increase the hours that you have on earth and not just the hours, but how they're spent or invested. You know, my wife, my wife and I, along with the rest of the executive board of Victory Churches of Canada, were able to, to go to Palm Springs. I know, suffering for Jesus, come on. You know, when you gotta go, when you're called, you gotta go. Um, but the reason we went there was to honor... Um, the mom and dad of the movement, which is Dr. George and, and, and Hazel uh, Hill. They've done, done so much for, for the movement. Um, but there was a prophetic word that was given by one of our board members. And 
I got to tell you guys, I'm new to the board. I'm the youngest on the executive board. And just being in the presence of some of these great leaders is incredible. But when we we're, we're, we gathered together, first of all, we gathered out in Calgary. So that was the sacrifice. Okay, we're outside in Calgary gathering there. Um, and we're around the table. We're, we're starting to plan the vision for the movement and what it's going to look like across this nation. But 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 there was this Pastor Paul McCall. I don't know if you know him, but he he spoke up and he said this. I don't think we can do that just yet. And we all looked at him and he says, I I sense I have a word. And that word is that we've lost the heart of the Father. And before we can go any further, we need the heart of our Father. We need the heart of our Heavenly Father, but we also need the heart of, of our spiritual Father and those that have gone before us. And I believe that we need to go and we need to honor Dr. George. Before we can do anything else, we need to honor him, those that have gone before us. And there was a sense of urgency in his heart. He called Dr. Hazel and explained what we're going to do. We want to come and surprise Dr. George. You know, we want to make sure they're there because they're, they're world-traveling missionaries. They haven't stopped. Come on, Dr. George is about to turn 80 years old, and they will not stop. They're running the race. I mean, man, if I can have half the energy that they have, praise the Lord. Man. So, we, yeah, we called ahead. Yeah, you can go, woo, believing for that. We called ahead. Uh, we got Dr. Hazel on the phone, and she's like, "Well, you know, you can you could come next month." And then um, Pastor Paul said, "No, that we really sense we can't even move forward. We can't plan. We can't plan until we honor Dr. George." And so, uh, yeah, we went there. Went to went to Palm Springs and and met with him and just sat at, at his feet and really honored the man. He's just so humble, by the way. Just just so you know. But we honored him, and then uh, uh, two days later, Pastor, well, the next day, Pastor Paul uh, flew back home to Barrie, Ontario, and the next day he had a heart attack. And uh, they did a triple bypass on him. It looked like that, you know, they had the thing under control, but then the next day he went to be with the Lord. Now, you can see that was, he had a mission. I believe that that was his last mission, and it's a mission that affects all of us. There's a mantle there that we need to carry. There's a word there that we need to carry. There's a responsibility that we need to carry and that honor needs to start in our homes. You know, the the last video that he posted, some of you saw it, uh, or the men saw it, I think it was last week. You know, he also prophesied, he said, 2024 is going to be the year of the open door. Yes, 2024 is going to be the year of more. And you're hearing it everywhere. The doors are opening. Opportunities are opening. You know, we heard from our leadership this morning as they gathered and prayed before you came in that just how since, you know, last week we talked about the door's going to open. People are going to come to you and they're going to say, hey, things are not going so good in my relationship right now. Things are not going so good in my finances right now. You know, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling anxious. And that door is now open to you to pray for them. Some are going to come to you and they're saying, I'm going to feel sick and you're not going to be over-religious or anything like that because it's not about that. It's about relationship and you're going to keep it simple and powerful and you're just going to say, hey, could I pray for you right now? And you're going to watch as people are healed and signs and wonders will follow those that believe because the door is open for you. You see, some people may never step foot in this church See, the only Jesus they might see is the Jesus in you and me. And we are called to be the hands and feet. 
till you can't. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. You know, it's never too late to honor. Although it may seem like pastors, uh, Pastor Paul's life was, was cut short, his honor towards Dr. George and Dr. Hazel and for this movement is echoing into eternity. John 8, 51, Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. John eleven twenty five 25 to 26, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever leaves by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Those are Jesus's words. Do you believe this? You can say yes, <laughs> if you believe. In Proverbs 23, 22 says, listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she is old. Proverbs 1, 8 to 9 says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and penance for your neck. Let's go to verse 4 here that we read in Ephesians. It says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of, of the Lord. Exasperate means to uh, irritate or frustrate someone intensely. <laughs> In context of this scripture, it simply means to provoke anger. The reality is uh, when we provoke anger, we actually prolong dishonor. Say that again, when you provoke anger, you're gonna prolong dishonor. If you're hoping to force honor on somebody, it's not gonna work. It doesn't work that way. And the enemy has a way of using anger. And do you know, I could speak for a lot of men, uh, anger is a mask for insecurity. There's fear, there's insecurity. And then sometimes when we try to deal with it, we either get into the fight or flight and we like to fight. And so it could come out like anger. And that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for honor. So my second point that, that I'd like to challenge us on is this. It's time to train up children in the truth. It's time to train up children in the truth. There's so many lies in the school right now. There's so many lies on social media. There's so many lies even in our government that is telling them that they are less than who God says they are. They don't know what to believe because they're told that you're what you feel. Oh, come on. If I'm what I feel, then lock me up. I'm not what I feel. It's who God says I am. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm creating the very image of God. Now more than ever, our children need our time. They need our love. They need our affection. And they need godly correction. You know, it's easy to get a, a child angry. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> and sometimes we're at fault, especially when we become conditional parents. And what do I mean by that? I mean, it's, it's when we give our kids our scraps. You know, we're tired, we're exhausted. They get, they get our leftovers. You know, that we, 
we might only we might only follow through on what we say because of how we feel or not feel and then we only correct based on condition who's a condition our condition you know we could become threatening parents and and you know like oh I'll give you one more warning two more warnings three more warnings oh lord I hope your mom just deals with you at this point <laughs> We learn that James 5:12 says simply this let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Yes be yes, no be no. Before we know it our children will be all grown up and they'll be out of the house. So we need to give them the time that they deserve. And it's never too late. If you've got children that are grown up and out of the house, I'm telling you it's never too late. It's never too late when a father reaches out to a son or a daughter says i'm sorry says i love you let them know for those of you parents that are out here and that have kids that are older would you just let them know that you're proud of them let them know that you love them despite what they've done it doesn't matter what they've done or what they're going through that doesn't change the fact that they're your son and they're your daughter it doesn't change the fact of how god sees them and then there are lots of uh, of sons and daughters that are out there that don't have parents right now don't have godly parents right now and are looking for fathers to be the father to a fatherless and moms and aunts to step up and sisters and brothers to step up you know unfortunately we just got some news just a few days ago that a young girl by the name of Tina Ferguson passed away as a minor i won't say how she passed away but it wasn't planned You know our neighbors are right next door at the Cyrus Center and one of the workers comes over and reaches out and says, "You know, I thought you should know." Because but here's the good news. The good news is one of her friends invited her to this church and she came one day, she gave her heart to the Lord and she was baptized in this church. So you never know. We got to give them the time that they deserve. You know we need to make deposits we need to celebrate what they're doing right it's easy to look at what's not working and what they're doing wrong how about we look at what they're doing right and we point them to the god that's always right full of grace and full of truth we need to point them to god's word and god's way in uh, deuteronomy 6:5 to 9 of the message says Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that is in you. Love him with all that you've got. Write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, okay? And once you've got that, then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you go. Whether sitting at home or walking in the streets, talk about them from the time that you get up in the morning to when you go to bed at night. Tie them around your head, your foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your home and on the city gates. You know, I read this, I think of my mother. She loved Jesus so much; still does. And every morning that we would wake up, she'd have tea and toast and and devotions for us. Isn't that right, Gideon? We do devotions every morning with my mom. 
this cute little loaf of bread that was about this big, full of little scriptures in it. and said, the bread of life, we get to pull one out. And she'd read the word to us and she would go through the whole Bible end to end for our whole life. She'd read the word of God to us. And see, my mother wasn't just a Christian on Sundays. And not just in the morning before we went, or not just when we went to bed, when she'd pray with us. All the time, anytime you were with my mom, she was giving glory to God, whether it was a parking spot that opened up at Walmart, (laughs) whether it was the sun that was shining or even when it was raining. She'd always give, she'd always point to us as children wherever we went, look, Matthew, look what the Lord is doing. Always remind us every, there wasn't one good thing that didn't happen in our life that she didn't give glory to God for. So she taught me from a young age, and it's in my heart that every good thing comes from God. And not good things don't come from God. So I learned to to enter into his courts and his gates with praise and not just on Sunday in life. Okay, Ephesians 6, let's go, um, let's start in verse 6 here in the message. I read it to you before. Don't just do what you have to do to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants, doing what God wants you to do and work with a smile on your face. I like that. Man, more people would just smile a lot more. The world would be a lot better place. Always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be giving the orders, you're really serving God. Good work will get you good pay from your master regardless of whether you are slave or whether you are free. Who's your master? Come on. That's God's promise. You get good pay, you reap what you sow. Not just on Sunday. Not just when you're out taking your wife out for a date. Point point three is this. Make time to serve with a smile. Make time to serve with a smile. For the Lord blesses the cheerful giver. Not just in your with your wallet, it's with your time. Do you give that time with a cheerful heart? There's so many men that I get to coach and disciple, and I tell and they're like, oh, Pastor, I wish I had more time with my kids. I'm like, me too. But you know what? It's about quality time. Quality time. What do you think they're gonna remember? Like when you come home and you show up, show up with a smile. Serve your family with a smile. I think of little Chloe, every time she comes to me and I'm like, she comes running in as soon as like, she hears me pull up, but that door opens and it creaks. So that's how she knows, you know, she's just booking it. Daddy! (laughs) Oh, it just warms my heart. If she's coming from upstairs, ask, ask, ask my wife. She will do it like half the flight of stairs. She leaps into the air. That's faith. And I catch her. My older boys are always asking, do me next. I'm like, yo, Aiden, you're almost 17. Like, way as much as me. <laughs> it's a true story. It's easy to get caught up, you know, in the, in the day-to-day, even in the workplace, you know, getting through life, grinding, you know, putting in the time, but not investing in the time. You know, we were, we were made 
to be the people and we were made to put people over programs. That's what we were made for. And you know what? It takes, I get it, it takes authenticity to advance. Like, don't be fake. Be real, be open. But I, I caution people out there, there's nobody in this house, but I, I caution people that are rude and then they say, well, I'm just being authentic. No, we call that out of alignment from our God-given assignment. Some people just call it being a jerk, okay? Don't use that as an excuse for being authentic. God is opening doors. And there are people in this house, all of us, that are in need of healing. And there are people out there that are in need of healing, in your workplace that are in need of healing. But how can they step over the threshold of transparency if our hearts remain closed? I said to the men this morning, I said, you know, the reality is the more things are caught than taught, we got to lead the way. We got to be open. We got to be real. And we got to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, this topic of, of scripture, which we just read, you know, is in context of the culture at the time. They did have slaves. They did have uh, masters. And and uh, no, no one here, I hope, feels like a slave in their home or to their boss. But we are, we are not slaves. We're all free. <laughs> Come on, say, I am free. Okay, now the rest of you back there, say, I am free. All right, now back up in the tower, say, I am free. There we go. <laughs> all the way to the back. I love it. You know, but we're all called to be servants of Christ and to reflect his leadership, to reflect his character. And this relationship, this character requires honor. The reality is it's a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. Honor reflects the hours of our heart. If we honor, we increase the hours. Our heart beats a little stronger and a little longer. A hurt heart or a heart full of hatred will cause the heart to become sick. So you gotta do something about that. Proverbs 17, uh, 22 says this, that a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I believe that you're in the right position right now where you're at. You just maybe need a little bit of help with your posture. But God's got you placed in, a right, in this position, in the right place for such a time as this. We just got to work on our posture. And everything flows out of the heart. So how about this, church? How about from this point forward, don't look back, just from this point for forward, we make the most out of the time that has been given to us. We make the most out of it. And we do so by the people that God has given us in our life. And we purpose, not so much to get, but what we can give, we purpose to serve. Because remember this, lust takes and love gives. We purpose to give. Because God blesses the cheerful giver. Ephesians 5.16 reminds us, making the best out of the time that has been given to us because the days are evil. I don't have to tell you that. 
Make the most of the time that you've been given. Be the light. Even the darkest of places, be the light. Would you stand with me? encourage you I encourage you that even after the service ends today I encourage you to look for opportunities to honor and watch not that how maybe it comes back from the person that you honor but watch as God blesses you watch as you live life a little lighter a little happier a little longer watch as you shift your focus not what you can get but what you can give And watch this as honor will add hours to your heart. That's our takeaway. Honor will add hours to your heart. Because you don't want to be lying one day on your deathbed wishing you did this or wishing you said that. Today is the day the Lord has made. It's God's day. Let's do it His way. Come on. I'm going to lead you through a prayer today because I know there's somebody or many of us that have been struggling with that alignment and struggling with hurt hearts and hearts that need healed. And, and it's just, it's time to let go and let God. You know, you've been given time. We don't know how much time, but we want that time to last. And as we read in the scripture, it, it's the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Whether you got a mom and dad in the situation right now, or whether you could just look for other opportunities to honor somebody else that has been like a mother or father to you. Look for opportunities to do that so that you can do the same and then others that are watching you will follow in your footsteps. But I'm going to lead us through a prayer and we're just going to invite God in this situation. The reality is he came to start a relationship, not a religion. You know, he came, he paid the price. He saw all this stuff that we would ever deal with and he saw the sin that would separate us from him and from the Father. And he knew there was only one that could take on that weight. That was him. It was Jesus. So he paid the price. They nailed him to a cross. And because of his blood shed on the cross, but more importantly, because of his resurrection, three days later, he rose from the grave. That we can enter into a relationship with him. Paul said, if we believe this in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. So before you go out there trying to start saving anybody else, we need saving from ourselves. So let's just invite God in and let's move forward. Would you repeat after me? Just close your eyes, bow your heads and just say this. Say, dear Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to let go of the sin in my life. The things that have been holding me down, the things that have been holding me back. I want to be able to honor freely. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave three days later. Come into my heart and be Lord over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep your eyes closed, heads bowed. Just want to respect the moment. There's a couple of things that the Lord's been showing me a lot. We're surrounded in a community and neighborhood of, of young people that are giving up on life. They're turning to drugs, suicide. They're waiting for moms and dads to reach out to them. 
if this word spoke to you today, whether as a child or whether as a parent, would you just put your hand up? All eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Just so God, thank you. Just all over the room. I appreciate that. God speaking to you. And the second is this. If you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed for the first time and invited Jesus into your heart, would you do the same thing? I was going to ask you, would you put your hand up? Count of three. Let's go. One, two, three. Come on. Put it up. Put it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. And maybe this, thank you. And maybe this was your comeback moment this morning where you'd be honest with yourself. That, yeah, I, I, I need to come back to him. But you did that. You made that decision to come back to him today. Would you do the same thing on the count of three? Put up your hand. One, two, three. Let's go. Coming back. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Back to Jesus. Let's give God some praise in the house. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to continue to celebrate as followers of Jesus. Jumping into the next season that he has for us. So we're going to open it up in baptism. And some of you are showing up and never heard about baptism before. I'll tell you about it real quick. If you can understand having a relationship with Jesus, you can understand baptism. We were commissioned in discipleship. One of the first things it says in Matthew 28, 19 and making disciples is not just to go into all the world, but making disciples is baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The word actually means to be fully immersed all in. And in Romans, it says, when you go in the water, that represents when Christ went to the grave. When you come up out of the water, it represents his resurrection power. And it says that not only does it represent that, but it says that you are buried with Christ and resurrected with Christ. Baptism with Christ. So if that's you as the band's playing and as we're worshiping and you're like, man, I want to come in, just come forward. We got towels and shirts and all that stuff. Don't let it get in the way. You don't know how much time you'll have, right? You'll have moments like this until you can't. And I praise the Lord for this church and the openness to let people come as they are and not make it difficult so girls like Tina Ferguson could be with the Lord right now in the arms of her heavenly father, dancing, singing, and praising God. So let's worship God now. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.